Stephanie J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Should I share it? Uh, yeah, actually, it's funny because we had Danny Coleman on a couple weeks ago, and I was like, he goes, "What do you want to talk about?" And I said, "Actually, why don't we just talk about like how to have a how to build a good relationship with your family?" If you guys listened to that, it was a couple weeks ago, and I go, "You ready?" And he was like, "What do you mean? Am I ready?" I was like, "Yeah, no, we're just gonna turn on the mic and go. Like, we got enough here. We can <laughs> we can riff on it." And he was like, "No, that's not how I work." And I was like, "Well, welcome to the best life because that's how okay." Welcome to the best life. You're going to figure it out on the spot with the right. mic in your as hand. You, this, as this is Danny J, by the as way. As we talk more, things are just going to come out and it's going to end up being <laughs> just fine. So welcome besties. This is Jill Coleman and uh, yeah, we're here and we want to talk a little bit about insecurities within the relationship. Do you want to give us a little bit of context? Yeah. So I was just listening, I was watching a YouTube podcast. Um, I can't remember her, this guy named Graham something. Graham Stephen, Stefan, maybe. He was interviewing Tom Bilyeu. And we've actually had Lisa Bilyeu on the podcast, Tom, uh, Tom's wife, uh, Lisa's husband. <laughs> Tom is Lisa's husband. And they both uh, were co-founders of Quest Nutrition, a big brand that they sold for a lot of money. And you know they, they've been really successful in life, but they also talk about their successes and struggles in marriage. And I think they've been married over 20 years, 19, 20-ish years or so. And so these guys were interviewing Tom and he was kind of sharing some stuff that he and Lisa had decided in their marriage. There were two things that I really took away. One was their, the first thing was their definition of words. He said, words mean things, but sometimes words mean different things to different people. And so one of the words that they had to redefine in the relationship was the word important. So if Lisa says something is important to me, or if he says something is important to me, it could mean like for someone important is like, okay, that's, it's a good, nice thing. But he said, we had to decide that important means like this means that we drop everything. If you say this is important to me, like that you come to my event or you show up for me, that you drop everything and you are there for your person. Now, if it's not that important, then they use the word meaningful. Like, hey, it would be really meaningful for me if we you know, took a vacation together. But if she said it's important, then he's like, all right, I got to drop work and do and stop. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And it really made me think just personally in my relationship when I've used the word important and I felt like it was like, there's been times where it's really important for me to be somewhere on time and Jeff is really loose with time and I can be, but I'm a little better. And there are times it really, really irked me when he didn't respect the fact that I wanted to leave at a certain time. And so that was something that I was like, okay, we need to have this like discussion over the word important as well. Um oh, and then, and yeah, and actually, we can let's talk about that for a second because I think it's something kind of big. Actually. I think it's huge. Like for, I mean, uh, because yeah. we have different sensitivities, right? So for some people, mm-hmm. especially just using the time example, for some people, it's like they're like give or take five or ten minutes. That's on time, you know. And it's hard mm-hmm. because if one person, if people, two people don't see the time the same one person will be left feeling very stressed. And, you know, I do think, and this is funny you say that because it just came up for us as well. Last week we were 
uh, going out of, we were leaving and we had a flight early and he had to get off work like an hour early. He usually gets out at seven and he was having someone come and relieve him at 6am because our flight, we need to get to the airport by eight and he had to come home and get an Uber and whatever. And so I like over, I think I was like a little bit over the top with it, but like, he likes to sleep in the morning, which is fine normally, right? Like, I don't care. Like, that's fine. I said, but um, can you please make like doubly sure that you wake up on time and you're out of there when your relief comes? And he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was like, okay, but I know sometimes like the alarm goes off like multiple times and like, and I get that and whatever I said, but I said, I don't want to be stressed. So please make it a priority. It's going to mean a lot to me. Like I went like over the top to the point where he was just like, yes, I hear you. (laughs) Like, and I go, yeah, I go, okay, I'm not going to say anything else. You know how I feel. And I will see you in the morning. And he was way on time and it was great. But part of me is like, if I wasn't, if I didn't make that big of a deal of it. Right. And so, but his sensitivity is he doesn't get stressed about like, oh, we'll, we'll get to the airport. We won't miss the flight. Right. Like he's just like, we won't miss the flight. But I'm like, yeah, but then we have the dog. We got the security line. It's Friday morning, right? I'm, I'm thinking of all the reasons why we may not get on time. But he's like, well, well, what's the flight? I'm like, yeah, but we'll be stressed the whole fucking time, right? So yeah, why yeah. we won't miss the flight? We'll be stressed for like two hours straight. We'll miss, you know, won't be able to get coffee. Won't be getting food at the lot, la- like all that kind of stuff. So it was a little bit over the top, but I do believe that not everything can be important. But if it is important, yeah. then it's okay to say it and then detach from it, especially if they give you the, yeah. like Keith was like, Jill, I will do it. And I'm like, Okay, last thing I will say. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved this because I was like, we need to have definitions because there have been times where I've said that it's important for time and then he still didn't. And then I'm like, what do you do then? Then you're right. just like yelling and pissed and you're like, I told you this was important to me and you still were nonchalant about it. And now I'm just upset and it's really, really frustrating. And so I think I think even just saying like, hey, if if we both agree that important, like you say, if something is important, then I get like you are serious. And if I say it, I'm serious because even that word, you think, hey, I told you this is really means a lot and it's going to be important. And then they're just like, oh, it's, it was just five minutes. It's like, no, five minutes is five minutes. It's funny enough because it's the time thing has been one of them for us is I've even – blocked off an extra hour knowing it was going to take an extra hour. So then when he was late to that, I was like, I'm really fucking pissed because I already buffered another fucking hour for your bullshittery It's hard <laughs> time. because at some point it, it does come down to respect. And I think that's what's hard yeah. about it because you just go like, I know that for you, this isn't a big deal. I get that. Like for mm-hmm. you, it's not a big deal. But this really makes me feel disrespected. Like you, it yeah. makes me feel like you just don't respect me. You know, and so, but I agree with you. You have to, def- I mean, I'm glad we even have this conversation because who would even know to have this conversation? Right. Like, okay, this totally. is what important means to me. And not everything can be important all the time. So deciding on, and that's the thing is if I I do believe that if you're in a good relationship, there's probably not all that many things that you butt heads on, but there's always going to be at least a couple. And probably those are the things, whether it's time or um, I don't know, like just chores, little stuff. You know, I, mm-hmm. I believe a lot of times like relationships are sort of made and broken in the details. I think that's like, you know, cause you, you come together with someone, you're like, we have the same values. You wouldn't even be dating if you didn't have the same values. Right. So a lot of that stuff sort of taken care of. It's the small things that you just don't think you have to have a conversation around. And it makes you feel even weirder having the conversation. You're like, I know we're talking about five minutes right now, like, but this really is right. sort of the, the 
it's a small thing, but it's a big thing, right? It's small. Yep. This instance is small, but this is representative of maybe a larger issue that we just have to have a conversation around. And that's to your point, like it's hard. Then what are the consequences when you say this is, and I'm, I'm curious how you handled it when you say this is important to me and then, and they know that and they agree to that yeah. and then it's still not done. What is the consequence or is there a consequence? Well, ultimately, the com- the consequence turns into these kind of conversations where, you know, say I did feel disrespected and I'm like, hey, I told you this was important and this was and I was really upset. Like, here's how I felt. I felt really disrespected. And next time we're out and I say this is really important, like, please take this seriously. And it's kind of been one of those things. And so we we just watch this together and we're like, yeah, let's have this, like, let's create these definitions. And maybe this is what, you know, part of the conversation is you don't know to have these conversations until they come up and then you have to figure it out. Like what are, it's almost like this opposite of a safe word, but like, what are the words when we say this thing, you know, we're fucking serious and it's going to, it really makes a big difference in how I view you and how I view the relationship and how it feels to me, you know, respected and, and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, ultimately the consequences are somebody's pissed off, right? And somebody gets, somebody gets the cold shoulder or they get yelled at. And, but that sucks if it doesn't, resolve anything. I was going to say, I don't think it's like the one time, right? I think it's like, it's the the again and again and again. You Mm -hmm. know, and I think if you even ask my ex-husband, this is one of his big issues and it wasn't, of course, you know, it's uh, like he had his affair and and whatever as a result of this, but it wasn't because, like it was a lot of things, but I think that was Mm -hmm. more so his I don't know exactly what it was around, but he, in his mind, he said it to me. Like we just, I think we just saw the situation differently. In his mind, he was telling me that something was important to him and he didn't feel like I was taking it as seriously as I should have. And it wasn't just one time. It wasn't just two times. And then what happens over time is you go, this person doesn't respect me. This person doesn't even matter. Like I don't even matter to this person, right? And then that's when maybe the doors open for something like an affair or or mm-hmm. just moving away in the relationship, right? Just moving in a different direction in the relationship, whether or not anything happens from that. And so I love this conversation because I do believe you, even though it's a small thing, it's a big thing and sort of nipping it in the bud early, I think is yeah. really important. Well, my, my brother was just in town this weekend and we both found something interesting with each other was whenever my mom asked us to do something, there was the unspoken word now. So she's like, Hey, can you take out the trash? And we'd be like, yeah, I'll take it, whatever. And it was like, no, stop whatever you're doing, do it now. And so we got to learn because we were preconditioned by my mother that when somebody asks you to do something, it's like you drop it and you do it now. And so I found myself in my relationships having the same expectations because that's the expectation that it was. And my brother was telling me how his wife would ask him to do something and he would get so frustrated. He's like, I'm in the middle of something. And she's like, whoa, I didn't say you have to do it right now. Like she didn't have the expectation of doing it now, but he's hearing my mom say, do it now. And so he's like, she's just asking me to do stuff. And he said it caused a lot of issues. And she was like, I didn't say like, you could do it later. You can do it whenever. And I found myself finding the, uh, the same way as asking like my mom did, like repeating her behavior. And so I've had to, in order to adjust my expectations and in order to respect my partner say, Hey, I would like this done. When can you have it done by? Because the, the other piece is, is if he says, sure, I'll do it. Then I have the anxiety of like, okay, okay but when? when? Why, why isn't you, it getting done? Okay, but now it's a yeah. day's gone by. You can forget about <laughs> yes. it and you bring it up again? Yeah. 
Yes. So I've turned, I've kind of trained myself in order to like calm my expectations and not having the expectation of now, because I think that's kind of rude, is to say, hey, can you do this? And when can you have it done by? So then I could at least get it out of my head until that deadline. And then when the deadlines, then I, then I'm like, hey, I'm asking you again. You said you could do it. Are you still able to? Because otherwise, because we've gotten into fights about the trash, right? Like some people do. Like, hey, you said you were going to do it. He's like, yeah, I did. I do it by the end of the night. And I'm like, you're not doing anything right now. Why don't you just do it right now? <laughs> right. So we've had, so we've had this thing where I just took it out and he's like, why'd you do, why'd you take it out? I'm like, well, you didn't. So I just do it myself. And so even these little things of this might be an expectation of when you ask somebody to do something, is there a time that you're expecting it done by? Is it ex- it's this expectation of now, which I didn't realize that was a thing until my brother brought it up and I'm like, oh my God, that was how we were conditioned. So of course that's how we think. Um, but again, it's, Back to we don't know until we we don't know what we don't know, and people were raised in completely different households than we were, with completely different parents and completely different ideas of how things are done. And then we are pushed together, and we're bumping heads, and we're just figuring it all out. And there's no rule book, and so you kind of have to step back and go, oh, okay, this is what I think when I say that because it's a lot of what's unspoken. Like we say, I'd like you to take out the trash. What I'm not saying is I'd like you to take the trash out right this moment because right. <laughs> I'm thinking about it and I don't want to think about it anymore. I know. It's so good. And it's one of those things where like there's not a rule book for this. And it is one of those – it's such a small thing that you're like, we're not going to break up over this issue. Like this isn't – so then what does it become? Like because I could easily see it become like, hey, can you take out the trash? Sure, I'll do it. And then like it doesn't get done. And it's almost like – then it becomes a test. All right, let's see how long it takes <laughs> yes. for you to take out the trash. And if you don't take out the trash, that means that you don't respect me, right? And like, can, yeah. and so it's hard to have these conversations, especially when you're just like – the narrative, the, the like overarching narrative is women are nags. So then you're like, am I the only one who cares about this, right? And then you're like, maybe I am the only one who cares about this. And then what if I didn't care about this? Would this ever get taken care of? Like, yeah. right? It's like, if I don't do it or I don't ask you to do it, like when is, is this going to happen at some point? And so, yeah. God, it's, it's hard because – you almost have to over communicate at the beginning. It's like what they always say about parenting, and I wouldn't know because I'm not a parent, but like when you, the better you do earlier on in like the parenting mm-hmm. with like having boundaries and, and clear communication around what's okay and what's not okay and stuff like that, like it's almost like if you do it earlier, then as they grow up, you have to, you have to do less management because they're already on board. They're already enrolled in the vision or whatever. Right. So it's almost like when these things pop up, it could almost feel like an overcorrection. Like I'm just talking about it too much, but then you're like, but I don't want it to be this constant. Cause then it just, then the dynamic starts of like, if you don't take it seriously at the beginning, then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's like nag, 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 nag. And then all of a sudden that becomes the narrative in the relationship is that you're a nag and you, this person can never do anything right. And so it is hard because these are some of the biggest things that happen in a relationship. And how would you know how to do this without having the experience and then being like, okay, can we sit down and talk about the trash? Yeah. But you kind of have to. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. 
and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Well, this, and that I like what you said about this of like not wanting to be a nag. So then this brings up insecurities and yourself and kind of, you know, what we wanted to talk about too was insecurities. This second part of the this podcast was Tom told this story and he said, we now realize we never fight about the tea. And he's like, what I mean by this is, and he gave this story and I thought it was so relatable, honestly, in my life, but he and his wife, he said they hadn't been on a vacation in like six years and they finally booked just a day away, like a, a day trip, you know, um, a few hours away. And the day of the vacation, he was up at eight o'clock, like had the car packed, ready to go to go down to this hotel. And he was really stressed about going. He didn't even want to go. He's like, I have so much work to do. There's so much like to be taking a vacation right now is kind of ridiculous. So he was like, I got to get up, be ready because as soon as check in at three o'clock, I want to be there to get the most out of my money, to get my money's worth out of this like trip that we have planned for one day. And so he gets up and he's ready. The, the car's ready and he comes inside and Lisa's sitting there drinking a cup of tea. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm having a cup of tea. <laughs> and he's like, why are you having tea? He, in his mind, he's like, I'm ready to go. Let's make the most of this. And in her mind, she's like, we're having a vacation day. I want to relax and enjoy this. So he shares the story about how they're driving to the hotel and they're arguing, like literally yelling at each other about this cup of tea. And he was like, I can't handle this. It's going to be terrible. So he turns the car around on the freeway. And then halfway turning around, he just had this insight of like, wait, this isn't about tea. And he came to the recognition that, and he said what he was saying to his wife was like, why are you doing this? But what he wasn't saying was, I'm really stressed right now that I'm not doing good by my promise. I promised your dad that I would be rich and I would take care of you. And right now I don't feel like I can leave my job and leave work because there's so much to do and I haven't made good on that promise. And that was this insecurity he had about taking a break. And when she came through with what was really going on for her about the tea was, I feel like you're working so much and you're choosing work over our relationship. And I just wanted this vacation to reconnect. And so then suddenly they had this, you know, they had this realization that what they were yelling at wasn't the real issue. It wasn't about the tea. She wanted this vacation to connect and relax. And he was stressed out because he wanted to get his money worth and he felt like he wasn't doing good enough to earn the vacation. Mm. And so now they had this moment of connection. And so he said, whenever we're fighting about something, we have to stop and ask, like, are we fighting about that thing? So like, is it about the trash? And it's like, no, probably not. Or is it about the five minutes? No, it's not the five minutes. It's not feeling respected, not feeling like my needs are as important as yours are considered. Um, It's about feeling like you care about this house and where we live and and our environment or just any of those little things. So ultimately, we're like, we have to look at, is it, it's not about the tea. We're not fighting about the tea, but what are we fighting about? And it might be not always, I don't, I wouldn't say, but it might be about some 
deeper insecurity of maybe not feeling good enough or feeling worthy or feeling like you care as much about me or as much about the relationship as I do. And taking a look at that and then expressing it takes a lot of courage and guts because nobody really wants to share that they're scared about something or insecure about something. And when you share that with your partner, like that's something you can they can use against you at a future time. And so you have to be vulnerable enough to share and know that they're not going to be using that um, that insecurity against you. Mm-hmm. No, this is so good. And I'm glad you said that it's always, it typically is about something else because that really is it. You know, I'm wondering if this is, as you're talking, I'm like, is this, so I feel like as women, we have this, again, this sort of narrative that like women are nags or whatever. That's why I'm like, is this a generalization? I feel like women are more likely in general to bring these things up. Like I'm trying to think to myself, like, you know, um, I don't know, Keith cares more about my car being nice and making sure the oil gets changed and stuff like that. And like, and if he wasn't, and sometimes he'll take it and get it washed for me and stuff. And I'm always so grateful. I've never asked him to do that, but he cares about it and wants to, you know, do something nice for me. But if he wasn't there, eventually I would go and get the oil change myself, you know? And so I wonder, like, is it just our sensitivity, Mm. you know, like, is like the trash your sensitivity? And so you Mm. did mention it, you did bring it up. And I do wonder if, if there are a lot of things that men also have an issue with, but maybe they don't bring it up. You know, I wonder if that's the case. I mean, as women, we're so we're just we're overly communicative. We talk to our girlfriends, we vent, we process whatever. I just don't know that men are as this again gross generalization are as uh, practiced in bringing something up because oftentimes they just go, "Well, I don't want to." everything's so good right now or things are good or I can take care of it. Like that's what Keith and I have had that conversation. He goes, well, sometimes I don't bring something up because I just go, I'll take care of myself or, or he sees mm. it as almost soft to bring it up. Like he's like, well, mm. I'll just handle it on my own. Like I just, I'll hold it down on my own yeah. and not bring it up. And I'm like, yeah, but that does, it's not benign. You know, now I do believe you have to pick and choose your battles. So you don't bring up every single tiny thing because at the end of the day, people aren't going to be you, right? Like you're in a relationship with someone they're not going to do things exactly like you would do them. But even if they don't, can they even just communicate how they do it? So maybe Jeff's like, hey, when you you know tell me to take out the trash, I know you want me to do right that moment. That's not how I work. Here's Let me share with you how I work. At the end of the day, once I'm done with work and I feel like I put in a good day of work, I like to – that's the time that I'm, I'm going to clean up. Right. That's at the end of the day. And Keith's very much that way. Like he'll leave the kitchen like messy all day long. But before every night before he goes to bed, he cleans the entire kitchen because he doesn't want to wake up with a messy kitchen. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I'm fine having like the carton of eggs out all day. (laughs) Like the shit is all over the kitchen all day because I know that that's what he is going to do at the end of the day. And it's, it's like knowing their patterns or, or being able to communicate that and realize that you might need something done now. But also it's okay if it gets done later, but you need to have a conversation or you need to be able to at least pick up on what that routine is. And it's yeah. it's hard sometimes because I do think that in general, men tend to like push stuff down and women maybe over bring stuff up sometimes, you know, and maybe they could just mm. figure it out themselves. Yeah. It's so interesting because <laughs> maybe it is that we we bring stuff up more. And I, I don't know. I think part of the dynamic between men and women is – is the thought that maybe we'll do it so they won't. Like, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is like when I was younger, my mom would ask us to do something and she was very 
I want to say bordering on OCD. And so let's say just empty the dishwasher or fill the dishwasher. So she had a very certain way to do it. And I would like put stuff in, but I was not super detail oriented. And she'd come in and fix it. So I just got to the point where I like, I'm not going to do it because she's just going to do it for me. Like she's going to fix it for me. So then I just got to the place where I'm like, I'm not doing it. I wonder too if, because when I leave town, if I'm gone for three, four, five days, somehow when I come back, the house is always clean. He cleans it. The dishes are put away. Like it's, he gets it all done. So it's like, I know you're capable, but it's like, maybe when I'm there, it's just like, well, she's going to do it since she's here. And so it might just be, and I hate to say this, it's back to like the test of just, if you can be uncomfortable with like leaving things <laughs> until they step up and it's trusting that people will step up or trusting that they'll be an adult or trusting that they'll do what they say they're going to yeah. do. And back to communication too, as like asking, how do you do things? If I want it done now and you can't get it done now, is there like, can you say you're going to do it by a certain time? And I trust that you'll do it by then. Because if you repeat patterns of, hey, I say I'll do it by then and I will, and that keeps working out, then it's like, cool, then you can trust that they are going to do what they say they're going to do. And this but if is that's the, not the case. And this is, yeah. yeah. And this is for any relationship too. As you're talking, I'm like, I have team members and I'm like, this is the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like, same yeah. thing, friendship, same thing. Like, yeah. And it's hard because you want to be able to relax in your relationships too. You don't want someone like watching you every second or looking over your shoulder yeah. to make sure you're doing it at a certain time or whatever. So you do in a way want to be like, give people their own autonomy to do it whenever they're going to do it, whether it's a friendship or uh, employee or uh, or romantic yeah. relationship, you know, but at the end of the day, you keep seeing the same pattern and, and you've communicated it at some point, there probably does need to be a consequence. And it's hard yeah. because you're like, I don't want to fire this person over like this tiny thing, or I don't want to break up over the dishes, you yeah. know, but it's like, what's the in-between then? You know, like what yeah. is that in-between? Because there does need to be some kind of consequence. It's hard. It's so true. I don't, I mean, I don't know the answer. And even back to when you asked what's the consequence besides just getting yelled at, then it's like, <laughs> then what? Well, I mean, you could get then curious, what? right? You could get curious and be like, hey, yeah. so here's the deal. I tell you that I want to leave at the specific time. I even give you an extra hour. And then I also tell you that it's really important to me. Can we just get logistical on like <laughs> what needs to happen? Or can you even just explain to me what goes through your head <laughs> right. So I can understand because obviously we, we do these things completely differently. So maybe you could just explain to me what your thought process is, or if there even is a thought process, because then you're just like, what's the block? I'll give you guys an example. Yeah. Super benign. You go, you know, I love Kava. That place Kava it has like these bowls yep. and it's per, it opens at 1045 in the morning. And it's perfect timing for me because I'm right on the way home from the gym at 1045. So I pick it up. First thing, go home and eat. And it's like, but this kava up the street, probably once a week, doesn't open on time. And I'm literally like, just say it's 11 then. <laughs> like, what? yeah. Like, what's the solution here, right? Like, once a week, you don't open on time, just push it to 11. But then I'm like, yeah. but then would it be 11.15, right? Like, because right. then you just, so it's like one of those things where basically you have to be like, okay, why isn't this happening consistently in a relationship? Or mm -hmm. when I say all these things and I think I'm communicating it and you agree, I'm kind of left with like, what's the logistical solution to this then? Do we need more yeah. alarms? You know, do we need, do you want to be woken up? Do you not want to be woken up? Do you like, what can I, how can I help you? Do you want me to get your, I don't know, like for Keith coming home the other day uh, to go to the to the airport, I was like, 
okay, so your bag is packed. Anything else I can help you with? So when you get here and the Uber's right outside, you're not like having to pack at that point or like having to get stuff together. And he was like, yeah, you can get this together. This kind of, I was like, cool. Of course the Uber's outside. Yeah. He goes, I need to use the restroom. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I guess you can take a shit. Dude. Dude. But why do guys always have to take a shit right then? Always. Why? My every time growing up, my dad, we'd be all ready to go in the car and he's like, Hold on, I need to go to the bathroom. And he'd be like, take 20 minutes. And we're all just sitting in the car, like the whole family. Like, why do dads need to take a shit right then? Yeah, dude, it's so they gotta true. go. It's so true. It's so funny. <laughs> like, dudes gotta go at the wrong time, right? Every time. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we can wrap it up. I think this is a good conversation about conversations and, you know, just realizing that we all have sensitivities and really like no one's right. I think that's the hard thing with this. It's really easy to be self-righteous in these situations. Like I'm right. Mm. We need to do it this way. But I think, and I think we always default to women feel like they're right in these situations because we think about them more. In general, you know, like I think we're just more yeah. attentive to these things um, in general, again, generalization. But I do think it's an important conversation to have because these are, like I said before, I think relationships are made or broken in some of these small details. And you need to have a partner who's willing to have the conversations about the dishes or about the trash or about, you know, the Uber ride or like, even though it's tiny, it's just a microcosm, right? Of a larger maybe issue in the relationship. It's not about the tea. It's not about the vacation day. It's not about the one couple hours away from work, right? It's about this larger uh, issue that maybe we're not seeing until we start digging down a little bit deeper. Yeah, I really love this. Well, we'd love for y'all to share if you have any ideas or insights or thoughts on this. Um, you can go to our private Facebook group, go to thebestlifepodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes. You can even search by titles and keywords if you want to hear what we have to say about something. Um, and you can find the link to our Facebook group there and you can post anonymously or publicly. We'd love to hear from you and we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.